Okay, here we are again, Claude. We're back. Pastor Claude. Yes, sir. Uh, of Collierville. Yes, sir. Yeah, the one and only. Uh, welcome back to Formation. We are, uh, man, we, did you care for yourself? Uh, I tried to. I tried to. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I took my self-care um, discipline in a different direction um, and, and kind of... Uh, zigged when the book said to zag but um, i don't know what that means it just went i just went a different route just went a different route i kind of <laughs> hinted at it uh, last week you did your own thing did my own thing yep but what yep. does that mean what, what did you do uh well before i share that let me remind everybody what we do why we do it um okay we're fine. talking about formation <laughs> don't be mad at me <laughs> <Seth>. <laughs> uh we're talking about formation spiritual disciplines uh there is no formation without repetition and so we're uh giving ourselves over to uh spiritual disciplines to help us grow uh, and be formed into the image of jesus um and we are learners uh, alongside of you all uh in this uh practice and journey as well so uh with that said yeah self-care was um was uh, our kind of task um, over this last week or so. Um, self-care not for the purpose of sort of just um, centering on ourselves, but uh, embracing our human limits, uh, knowing that we need rest and care because we are uh, limited and finite and uh, God is uh, unlimited and and not that. And so God is God and, and we are not, therefore we need to take care of ourselves and rest in order to live our lives uh to worship him fully. So what I did for self-care, I hinted at it last, uh, last time, was I didn't apply it for myself, but I did it for another person in my home who needs it, I think, more than me, which is my wife. Uh, we have a 11-week-old uh, uh, daughter and a 6-year-old and a 4-year-old. And so I practiced self-care by uh, taking the two older kids with me to work last week. You and, cheated. And uh, and gave her <laughs> you uh, didn't even a, do it. a time and a day of, uh, of of quiet in the house, which I told you I was going to do before. So... Uh, she deeply appreciated that. I don't know why, when you told me, I didn't strongly disagree at the moment. Well, hey, <laughs> <laughs> disagree all you want. Wouldn't have stopped me. Well, okay, so uh, from her experience, what did she kind of, like, was that an experience that led her closer to the Lord? Was it something that she deeply needed, like rest, like kind of? Yeah, man, I mean, it was just a relief for her. I mean, literally to have the house quiet. There could actually be times of quiet in the house. Yeah. Um, which you took is, the two olders to I took office. the two older kids yeah. with me. And so um, and so then it became a uh, a trial of patience for me, um, you know, and, and wrangling <laughs> them and, and doing that, but also a really great time of bonding. So, yeah, so I, I just thought that, that rather than myself, taking time away to do something it just like the way to apply this would uh would be most beneficial and most um most realistic most impactful and and most appropriate to do it in that particular way um i mean i've still uh, i think you know my times of reading scripture is a form of caring for myself by caring for my soul um all sorts of things like that but uh i wanted to kind of make a plan to do something unique in that regard with uh with my family so some of the self-care is already built into what you do every day yeah, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you already practice this. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think if we're looking at self-care through a sort of Christian worldview and a biblical framework, the way Calhoun outlined, the way we talked about previously, I, I think um, self-care means taking care of your body, taking care of your soul, taking care of um, your emotions in a way that is uh, 
rooted in scripture, um, in, in our faith and is towards the aim of glorifying God, acknowledging our limits, um, and embracing our limits in order that we can, uh, be fully, uh, reinvigorated, uh, mind, body, and soul to follow Jesus. And so, um, so I think in that framework, you know, uh, devotional time is a a way of practicing care for our souls, obviously. And so it fits under this kind of self-care category. What did, what did you take on? Uh, well, this was this actually, uh, you know, uh, divine providence that this one happened the, at the timing that it did. Because uh, what's funny or sad is that my wife and I we have never had like a twenty-four hour period without our kids. So we have four kids, nine, five, four, and two, and we've never had a twenty-four hour period without kids in the past four years. You are a very holy man. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would not exist if I were you. <laughs> I would, I would have just ceased existing. I would have just like exploded at some point. Let, let me explain that again. Four years. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. How many days is that? That's a lot of days. That's like twelve hundred days, something like that. That's, that's fast math. Yep. It's probably a lot more than that, but yeah, it is. I'm gonna, I'm a little bit more. Slide. So four years without having a twenty-four hour period without kids, my wife miraculously set up a three-day without kids restful experience. And Wonderful. So, yeah. So anyway, we had three days where, man, it's self-care to the max. Like we just rested. I mean, we even had this, it was funny as we entered into those days, like, man, since we don't have kids, we can get all this stuff done. And, you know, we had this checklist of house things needed to be done and all this other stuff. And we, (laughs) it was funny, first day, first hour, we looked at the list and like, I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah. And we just rested like for three days straight, just kind of laid down, read, Watch some TV, you know, just completely rested. And it was just, it was awesome. Like after the three days, I felt like a new man. Um, so yeah, I, like what you're saying about we're finite creatures and we need breaks and we need rest. We need to kind of step away from the normal, you know, grind of life and uh, just take those times to kind of restore yourself. Yeah. And it was so good, man. It was so good. I think, you know, she would say the same thing. And, um, so for self-care, I think we, man, we had a grand slam. I think you did. I think that's, I that, think you really I think that's did. called a grand slam. Yes, it is. Yeah. Man. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think, you know, I, I think what's neat about this and what's I think true for a lot of the disciplines that we've looked at, they're really scalable. Like there are, yeah. they're sort of the, the big version of it, which might be, you know, getting out of town, um, on your own, um, on your own, uh, with your spouse, with, with a, uh, significant other or friend or fit or something like that. Something that's yeah. restful, worshipful, glorifying to God, uh, you know, kind of an uh, ideal version, yeah. you know, big scale, but there's also smaller ways to do this throughout your week. And maybe it's getting 20 minutes at the end of your day to, to sort of, uh, unplug and right. I think what's cool is there's a lot of ways to, to do this, but, yeah. um, yeah, getting to do something like, like you got to experience. Um, I mean, that's, that doesn't happen. Sounds very delightful. Often. Yeah. Which makes it special. Yeah. It definitely made it special. And I think, you know, I think it's okay to, even if it's just like laying down, reading, watching TV, whatever, I think it's okay to do that. I think like in in a lot of ways, like you can do that and still be worshipful, like enjoy the guy gives us gifts. He gives us like these things that, you know, help us rest, Um, be thankful for the things that are around you, like all that stuff. So I think, man, God's the God of pleasure, you know, and if you're taking rest, if you're taking time out and you're just kind of stepping away from the normal grind and actually just, you know, kind of breathing a little bit and experiencing 
the things, the gifts that God's given you, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. Like you can give yourself permission to kind of just be happy and enjoy the things that got, you don't always have to be in this, like get things done mode. Totally. Um, and so, man, it was, it was a really good break. I think, you know, we won't get that for another four years, but. <laughs> What's every four years? Yeah, I'm, I'm freshly coming off a three-day like restful experience. The Jones Family Olympics. <laughs> once, <laughs> once, once every get, four years. Once every four years, we're going <laughs> to yeah. rest. Yeah, we're nailing it. Yeah. Uh, so, man, it was good. It was good. Do you have anything else to say on self-care? No. I think it, uh, I think we covered it well, fits, fits well with some of our other practices. We talked about Sabbath, um, yeah. you know, maybe a couple months ago. So yeah, yeah. a lot of these overlap. They do. Yeah. There's so, I mean, she lists so many disciplines. It's kind of impossible for them not to overlap in some ways. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of those that's going to overlap with some things we've already talked about would be simplicity. Simplicity. Uh, so simplicity is what we're moving into. Um, so this upcoming week, why don't you just give us some thoughts on what simplicity is? Uh, so whoever's listening can kind of understand the, uh, the concept. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Calhoun des- describes and unpacks simplicity in this way. Uh, she writes that, uh, the desire to practice simplicity is this to uncomplicate and untangle my life so I can focus on what really matters. Simplicity cultivates the great art of letting go. Simplicity aims at loosening inordinate attachment to owning and having simplicity brings freedom and with it generosity. Uh, she roots this um, wisely in Matthew uh, 6, 19 through 21, where Jesus, uh, in the middle of his Sermon on the Mount, uh, teaches this. He says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. could also uh, anchor this uh, really well in uh, Philippians 4, where Paul talks about learning to uh, to be grateful and to have content when um, contentment when he is abounding or when he is abasing or when he has much or when he has nothing. Uh, so that's sort of the practice uh, or the definition rather of simplicity. Some of the practices around simplicity uh, would be uh, downsizing your possessions, um, enjoying simple pleasures and things of life that require no expense, removing distractions and preoccupation with things, um, setting priorities that flow from loving God above all else, uh, assessing the things and activities that keep your life convoluted, complicated, and confusing and working to simplify these things. So uh, it might be you realizing you have way too much going on in your plate, on your calendar, uh, way too many things, as you mentioned, Seth, that you're trying to get done and really trying to simplify, really trying to cut down. So that's sort of Calhoun's overview on the spiritual discipline of simplicity. Yeah, so do you have a plan? You know, I'm not... I'm not sure. I feel like I'm thinking about simplicity all the time because I'm constantly trying to do too many things. Yeah. And so I feel like I, every couple of weeks I'm trying every couple of weeks by necessity, not of sort of, uh, of a proactive, uh, reality out of sort of a reactive reality. I'm having to say, okay, I can't do these seven things. I I need to cut these seven things down to four things, you know? Um, So, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do for this. The way I've been thinking about this, I've I've kind of been twirling around in my head, thinking about how this vision of simplicity rooted in the Sermon on the Mount, rooted on, um, you know, Philippians four is distinct from say something like minimalism, which has become really popular or even something like uh, Marie Kondo and kind of tidying up and sort of uh, decluttering uh, your house as a way to declutter your life. And yeah. so I've been trying to think through how those things are distinct. How, how, how do you, how do you see this as different than, than some of that? I don't know. This one's hard for me just cause I mean, the next discipline that is in the book is slowing and slowing meaning like 
to curb my addiction to busyness, hurry, and workaholism. So there's a, there's a distinction here between simple. You're not necessarily simplifying your to do list and cutting back on things that you've committed to. That's slowing. You know. So yeah. Uh, this is more of like. I, I mean, it seems like she. The definition that she's providing for simplicity is rooted in possessions. Yeah. And it's kind of rooted in like what you own, what you think you need, you know? Um, and I love that she used the message translation for Philippians 4, 11 through 12, she said, where Paul says, actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned by now to be quite content, whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I just think, and this is probably one thing that I definitely struggle with, like seeing, you, you don't get in pastoral work to make money. Right. And so uh, you see people that, you know, are your age or younger and they're more successful as far as like the world standards. Like they make sure, this, which sure. basically just essentially means they make more money. Sure. And, um, you know, I love being a pastor. Love it. Uh, but there are times, man, when the enemy can plant that seed that's just like, you're not a provider. You don't, you know, you're not doing yeah. enough. But really, we have everything we need. Yeah. You know, so I think this is going to be good to kind of focus on that and yeah. put some attention to that and say, what, what's at root here? What's, why is my heart longing for these things that I don't need? Uh, is it just because like I find my worth in them? Like, I think that's what she's intending to do is sure. find out like assessing things and activities that keep like life convoluted, you know? Um, so I think it's just, it, it this is going to be a, a unique experience for me, I think yeah. for this week. That's helpful, man. And I, I think, um, I think with some of the differences between, say, the minimalism movement and stuff like Marie Kondo's, um, and which which have really both exploded in po- in popularity, and right. um, I think there's certainly um, helpful things that they each have to offer in some regards. Uh, I think the difference, though, between sort of uh, uh, Christian simplicity rooted in the Sermon on the Mount, rooted in um, Philippians uh, four as well, and really just the whole kind of ethical narrative or uh, teaching of Scripture, I think the difference between a Christian vision of simplicity and sort of minimalism, generally speaking, is is sort of the the aim or the outcome or the end goal. So minimalism, and I've learned a lot from listening to the minimalists, their podcasts and stuff like that over the years, that is sort of aimed at decluttering your home, decluttering your life from possessions so that you can just like enjoy yourself and enjoy your life more. Right. Um, it's sort of the, the aim sort of terminates on you. Um, that's sort of the goal. And I think with, yeah. with what Jesus is, is teaching us in Matthew six, um, is that we want to simplify. We want to, um, not be, uh, encumbered by our possessions so that we can worship God. Right. And so right. that we can be freed up then to also worship others. And so that our heart and our treasure can be in, in the place where it's meant to be, which is, uh, in him. Therefore we are now mm, empowered and enabled to live out of that. And we can be a blessing to others. Like we can love God and love others better when our life is simplified, we can be more generous. We have uh, a simplified schedule. Uh, our mind is at peace and less frantic. Our home is is more welcoming. All those sort of things, our apartment, yeah. our car, whatever. So I think the aim is different. The aim is love God, love others, as opposed to just feeling at peace because your room is less cluttered and you feel good about yourself. Right. Um, <laughs> That's helpful. Yeah. So I think that distinguishing the sort of the motive, the anchor, and the goal is important. Um, I think some of the practices for this could be, um, you know, just cleaning out something in your house and getting rid of some stuff and finding 
finding stuff in your house that you say, hey, somebody else could really use this and I'm going to be yeah. generous with it. Uh, I think you could also apply this towards sort of your schedule and your priorities. Maybe listen out, what are the five, four to six priorities in my life right now? And maybe I need to cut that down or, or scale back or, or whatever. So um, mm. I'm not sure what I'm going to do for this, man. Um, I know. That's, that's I, yeah. I, I, think I'm, I think I might try to simplify um, some of the things I give attention to. So I'm interested in a lot of stuff, interested in, you know, outside of um, just the things that I kind of occupy my mind with, you know, um, in terms of pastoral ministry. I'm interested in sports, interested in basketball, love to follow basketball, love to follow movies, love to follow what's going on with music, uh, love to read a bunch of novels. So I think, you know, it might be for a season narrowing down some of those things and just saying, yeah. like, hey, I don't need to keep up with all this extra stuff. Yeah. Maybe I just need to good. focus in on these four things. You Dude, know, that's I don't, really good. You know, I don't need to follow these 17 blogs about films right now. Uh, right. I want to <laughs> let me simplify and focus in and I can use some of that time and attention somewhere else. So um, you might even think about your media intake listen to 25 podcasts. You know what? Maybe, maybe I don't need to do that. Maybe, right, maybe, right. maybe I'm going to listen to these two <laughs> and, and like declutter my mind or might be simplifying, you know, every morning, um, you know, I, I check this new stream feed and, you know, maybe I don't need to do that every morning. Yeah. Um, I like that. So I, I think that those are some of the ways you could take this. Some of the, some of the things she talks about would be, um, catalog all the gadgets you have in your home. What gadgets make you freer? What could you share? What could you get rid of and not really miss? Um, where have you complicated your life with God? Consider what actually brings you into the presence of Christ. Spend time doing more of this. Uh, ask God to help you speak the simple truth. Practice speaking simply with no double meanings, no half-truths that make you look good. Practice this uh, and become aware of when you rationalize, deny, blame, or spin your speech. That's good, too. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I'm not a simple speaker. Yep. You know, yeah. Uh, I do know people like that. They're they're very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we think they're weird. Right. <laughs> we think they're weird because they're actually right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What you said was really helpful. I think I'm gonna, man. I may take that route as well. Like, what's what are you, what are you putting into your mind on a regular basis? And yeah. Can that be simplified? Yeah. You know, and really cut back to yeah. just kind of focus on things that that can be way more productive in your attention. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So to summarize, I think some of the ways that it looks like, and I'm glad we're able to talk about this is helpful because coming in, I felt a little bit more of a fog about this and I feel a lot clearer now. Yeah. Some of the practices could be simplifying your media intake, thinking about having simple speech, simplifying your priorities, simplifying your calendar, simplifying the possessions in your home so that you can be generous and bless others yeah. and, uh, and, and sort of be less attached to things and more attached to God himself. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can take it. Yep. All right. That's helpful. Okay. So, uh, let's take a week. Let's go through some simplicity exercises, see, uh, what happens. We'll recap next week and then we'll transition into slowing. Sound good? Sounds wonderful. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on formation. We will see you next week. Peace.